1: Bizak, JN Fiend, the Raspy Voice Kids, giving you another show. Here we come, right at you. There's so many things going on. From football practice opening up, summer drills going on, people just playing ball. We're here, fan day. We have Chris Hall from Dubby Nation with us. He was there, he's witnessed the days of practice. He can tell you what they look like. Are you excited? Yeah, I kind of am. But we'll see what he has to say. Also, we have a report from uh, I Also Hate Pit, B-Fiend, who was in Spain watching the Mountaineers play their first game. Um, reports, man, and, and they're all optimistic. So stay tuned. Listen up. We're also talking about pop culture and the words B-Fiend, and we're talking about road tripping. What do you know about road tripping? Everybody's been on a road trip. What do you need? What do you not need? Who do you want to take? Who do you want to leave at home? Is it better when it's guys? Is it better when it's all girls? Is it, you know, the mixed company better? You let us know. Here we come. We're coming at you. RBK, WB Nation, Chris Hall, J.M. theme Rainy Moss is the best. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If I die, I am a legend. Oh, my. Oh, my. If I die, I am a legend. All right. Well, maybe that's not the truth right now, but it's your boy J.N. Fiend, Jeremy Phoenix. I'm here for the Raspy Voice Kids bringing you another episode. And we're talking about pop culture. And, you know, I got to sing. B. Fiend is not here right now. Brandon Phoenix is in Spain living the good life watching uh, Coach Huggins Mountaineers play ball. This new team, the Make West Virginia Great Again team. Yes, that's right. Make West Virginia Great Again. And that's what they look like they're doing. But we'll get in the t- into that in a little bit. Right now, we have Chris Hall from V Nation. Our boy, your boy, we love him. He's in the building because we're talking pop culture. and We're talking about road tripping. Have you been on a road trip? Obviously, most of us have. What are the do's? What are the don'ts? What do you like? What do you love? What do you hate? We want to know. That's just pop culture. Like I said, DM us. Send us. Yeah, DM us. Anyways, uh, send us messages. uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We want to know how you feel about road trips. What do you need? What do you not need? Who do you want to leave behind? So Chris, man, we got you in the building. Thanks for coming on, baby.
2: Love it, and I finally made it onto a pop culture segment. This may kill it that I'm on a pop culture segment, but I finally made it on one.
1: Now, I think you, I think me and you did one a little while ago, uh, last time Brandon wasn't here.
2: Oh, did we? I'm surprised it's still going then. all yeah, right. Well, I
1: mean, don't get, don't get it twisted. You were whack, but, you know, you were. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, just joking. I can't even remember what it was, but you were on here for one.
2: All right, well, we made it for round two, so I must be moving up moving up in the pop culture world
1: there you go man mr mr uh chris hall mr i'm at every sporting event because i live in morgantown but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about road tripping man have you ever been on a road trip i know you have you're a mountaineer fan and this is not sports related i mean all kinds of people go on road trips especially this time of the year whether you're taking your summer vacation whether it's like senior week whether you know There's all kinds of reasons where people are taking road trips this time of year. And right after this, obviously sports starts, football starts, and people are taking road trips to watch away games. What are the keys to road tripping to you, Chris?
2: I think it definitely depends on the people, um, for sure. Uh, if you go, you can go with a boring crowd or you can go with a fun crowd that's willing to do anything, stop anywhere. I think that's what really makes the road trip is the people. Uh, obviously, the destination has some th- some to do with it. But if you're in with a fun group, and one of the funner ones is always if it, the car or the Truck, van, whatever is too crowded when you're all squished in there. Those seem to be one of more of the funner trips. Where the less comfortable you are. Now, now when I'm now that I'm old, now that I'm older, <laughs> that probably isn't the case. But younger, uh, definitely when I was uh, at WVU, um, a lot of road trips then. Probably why I didn't graduate WVU. <laughs> but all the times we were crammed together in a car, uh, those would always seem to be the the you know one of the better times.
1: What's so funny? as you said um well the first thing is best line you've you put out and well i mean we just started the show but it's it's great people make road trips make no mistake about that if you're going on a road trip it's about the people you have good people with you you're going to enjoy your road trip now the other thing you're talking about being smashed in, and i can't agree i like space but i will say um, sometimes when you're smashed I'm going to tell the story I'm going to tell myself a little bit my cousin was my male cousin this this is important to the, the story we were I think we're coming back from Cedar Point it wasn't a long road trip but it, you know three four hours and we're coming back and we're all smashed in there and like I'm like up against his chest his arm is around me because we're so smashed in there we need room we're big dudes and I remember him saying look I love cuddling so much like seriously here's my little cousin laying on my chest <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm enjoying
0: cuddling.
2: Yeah, I mean, it always makes for a great story when you're all mushed in together like that, and especially we had three people in the back of an old call, an old Ford Taurus uh, for a Wisconsin game when West Virginia played with at Wisconsin in you 2002. Hold up, you went to Wisconsin. We drove it. Yes, absolutely. Wow, absolutely. That's and we I mean, were look, smashed in there and we, hey, we my, made that my trip. My bad.
1: Look, look, that's one of my bucket lists. I got to make it up to Wisconsin. I hear they like they get ruckus up there.
2: Out of all the out of all the road trips I made to for Mountaineer games, out of all of them, I've been to a lot of good ones. Wisconsin hands down. Even though West Virginia lost, hands down best 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 road road trip environment i would ever been on uh n- nothing tops it absolutely nothing tops it the the people were great students were great we had a lot of fun and i mean that you wanted to wanted a story from road trip that was the one that was really the one when we drove to wisconsin and just had a blast up there we drove i mean it was like a 12-hour drive it was and i think we left friday the day before uh, early in the morning and went over there and that was that one was a lot of fun people were great
1: no, absolutely. I'm going to tell you about the story that I went down to UCF, USF, South Florida, which Pat White hated on me and said, well, maybe we're the one of you to save yourself at home. All right, quit hating, son. You're the greatest, but, you know, son, you don't be coming out my neck like Gillette, okay? Um, So we went down to South Florida. It's probably, I think there's five or six of us dudes um, in an SUV. We drive down there. It's packed in. We had such a good time, man. It's so much fun. Like, you just laugh, you goof off, you drink some 40s, the one who's not driving. Oh, wait a minute, maybe maybe I didn't say that. Okay, I take that back. Um, You just enjoy your ride, and and, I don't know, it's the camaraderie. Here's the thing. There's a poll put out about things that you need for a road trip, and I'm gonna start reading them. And you let me know, Chris, if you agree or disagree. The first thing they said was, pack carefully. And I feel like this was a woman who wrote this first thing, pack carefully. Because what dude do you know who pass carefully? You just throw stuff in the bag, right?
2: Absolutely. There ain't no pack carefully. It's just get it done. Let's go.
1: Number two, only invite friends that you don't mind being in constant contact with. And now that is important. That's a good point.
2: That is a good point. That goes right back to my first point. (laughs) It depends on the people. And if you can't can't deal with them all the time, that's not where you want to be.
1: I'm over here dying, man. I'm coughing up a lung,
2: man. Sound like me in the morning.
1: Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you talk about being in constant contact. It's it's a weird thing because people you think that you really love. The way you need to know if you want to be. You know what? I'm, I'm Look, I'm rearranging this whole thing. If you know. I think an important thing is if you want to know if you want to be with somebody. A woman. Take her to road trip. People can fake in front all they want. But eventually the truth comes out. You want, you know, when the truth comes out, usually on a road trip, take people on a road trip. You think you're close to somebody, take them on a road trip and you'll figure out how close you really are. You figure out how much you really can't stand them and how their bougie ideas are getting on your nerves. But anyway, let's continue on. Um, one it says have good directions. Okay. We all have GPSs now. The other one says, don't let bad weather get you down. Look, if you're a real stunt stunner, you don't worry about bad weather. Um, Number five says, describe, oh, no, no, decide where you'll stay beforehand every night. It's important. You got to make sure you have a place to stay. If it's a multi-day road trip, know where you're going to stay. Nothing worse than trying to find a hotel and somehow there's a concert in town and some other things going on and you can't find a hotel.
2: Sometimes that can be fun, though. That can be fun. You can get in some fun situations like that, though. I've been there. I've just de- definitely just went somewhere without a hotel and had to look around for a while. Sometimes that just ends up being a lot of fun. You no,
1: know, it is. The last two things I love, I feel like everybody should listen to because they're important to a good road trip. Like I said, you're taking your family on vacation. You're going to Mountaineer football games. Listen to this one. It says, make a plan, but not a rigid one.
2: Right. keep Always keep your option open. And that goes back again to the people. If it, You don't want an itinerary. An itinerary, you get you get kind of stuck in a routine. If you just go out because you may go somewhere and enjoy and you want to stay, it could lead to something else. So I'm not big on itinerary. Have an idea of what you're going to do. An idea of what you're going to hey, do and hey, just go with
1: it. That. We're going to patent that. Idea, not itinerary. An Here idea. There we, we go. And it says... Don't decide where you're going to stop every place because when you don't know what to expect, it can't let you down.
2: Absolutely. No expectations. Just go with it.
1: So there we have it. The list of what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you should bring with you. I do want to say before we close this up, Chris, do you think there's a difference between going on a road trip with a bunch of guys and going on a road trip with a bunch of girls? Oh, not, not yes. a bunch of girls, but like mixed company.
2: I tell you what, just going up the road to Pittsburgh for concerts, um, I've had to ride in the car with all the girls that were going before. And I, they had more fun. I'll be honest. They had a lot more fun than the guy's car. Okay. It, was, it was definitely more fun. Um, of course, we didn't have a radio and we did. I did the whole dumb and dumber thing. We didn't need a radio, but we didn't have a radio. So we had a lot of fun, and that way, uh, that's kind of how I got stuck with everybody else. And I was just like, whatever, Fuck. but you yeah. just have fun. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I want to ask Third. you: What's the, Is music selection matter? Does oh, a, does the music selection matter?
1: Abs- well, you know what? If you're going with do girls i don't know like like this you're just hitting me up with this now so i'm thinking about it with girls usually i turn down the music and we're just talking and we make conversation you know how i do we make conversation questions would you rather um chocolates or flowers um they tend to get into it and then they tend you know girls like to talk anyway with guys music matters because we or at least me and my friends we have a game where everybody's sitting in there they all have phones that can leak up with the car stereo And we all take turns on playing a song. And it's called Kiss It or Diss It. Other people have said this on the radio. But the majority, so if you have five people, three of the five have to give it a thumbs up for the song to stay on. If three of the five put their thumbs down, it's the next person's
2: turn. So you're not a playlist guy? Because, oh, you know, you always have that friend or somebody. It's like, oh, I got the music playlist. And it usually doesn't end up getting played anyway. Playlist. I don't care about music selection as long as it's not country the whole entire time. As long no, as no, it's got to no, be play, selection. Got Playlists selection. are
1: for old people. Like, if I'm going with, like, some older people and you got to have the correct playlist, okay. But if I'm going with a younger crowd, no, dude, we're going mixed. Like, we all get your phone up. Play a song. We don't like it. We'll put thumbs down. It's next person's song. Now you can make a game out of this. One of my friends is really competitive and he's like, Oh, the first person to get five thumbs up from everybody wins. And so then it turns into a game, but you know, it's just a fun experience. I think the difference between guys and girls though, are like guys, obviously you can just let down and be who you want. If you want to, you know, sip on something. If you want to, you know, fart, man, let it out. Girls, you got to be a little bit more buttoned up. You got I mean, like it's entertaining. It's fun. It's just as fun either way, but like I think there's a difference. Like, maybe if you're really comfortable with them girls, you just do whatever you want. Not me. Not me. Like I've I've been on a few road trips. I went to the Michigan Ohio State game up in Ann Arbor with some girls. We had a freaking blast. But you know what? My stomach was bubbling. Okay? I'm be for real. I didn't have to roll down the window one time because I held it in. Chris, you hear what I'm saying?
2: just let it go man you just gotta let it go nah, just let it go
1: and i'm not up to that like I'm just like nah you know
2: is it a red flag if someone has a playlist is that a red flag automatically for the road trip
1: i don't feel like it's a red flag i just don't care oh you have a your playlist great put your headphones on
2: <laughs> <laughs> agreed
1: anyway that's what it is we want to know what you have for road trips road tripping The time is here. You've probably been on some this year. Let us know. Get at us. W Nation, Raspy Voice Kids Between the Ears, Chris Hall, J.N. Fiend, I also A. Pitt, everybody in the booth. Let us know. That's a wrap. We're done. Raspy Voice! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables. Supporting
3: the RVK partnership since day one. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. The Raspberry Voice Kids are brought to you in part by The Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspy Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the pizza place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. Want to give a big shout out to Astor Auto, the leader of in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astork Auto of Charleston. When you get there, tell them the raspy voice kids sent you.
2: Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive
1: luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service.
3: Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com.
1: Here we go. Football season is upon us. Spring practice, not spring practice, summer practice, fall practice. We're almost to fall. We're on that downhill slide right to August 31st. What did you think? Fan day. Seen a little bit of practice. Watched the quarterbacks warm up. We were there. We watched it. We saw what went on. Well, some of us were. Our guest, Chris Hall, WB Nation. He was there. And he can tell you what he thought. We want to know what you thought. But, like, there's nothing more exciting than, than, than college football. I say this every single year. I've never been this excited. I, I can't remember the last time I was this, this excited, mm, except for last year.
2: I was going to say every year at the beginning of the year, you're this excited.
1: This, Don't lie. This, Don't lie. Is, the, this <laughs> is the truth. I'm so excited. I feel like I can bust. Oh, but I felt this way exactly the same way last year. So what do we really have? We see things that are promising. We see defensive linemen and linebackers and we hear about the secondary that's promising. We have a transfer from Oklahoma, a transfer from Bowling Green, Jack Allison, Jack the Ripper, uh uh Jack Van Sparrow? What's what's his name from uh everybody said Jack uh
2: come on from now. Of the from Paris Caribbean,
1: uh... Jack uh jack sparrow
2: jack, jack sparrow now you've got me messed up on it <laughs> make saying everything wrong you've got me messed no, up on that, it.
1: that that's what they voted on like for me for the great jerseys i actually at first wanted uh for the great jerseys to be uh land sharks somebody said Ole oh, miss already has that then they went with dark and dusty and i thought it was really dumb and then uh brandon explained to me that dark and dusty is also in country roads and i'm like oh yeah it is and then i was like i'm all bored. So I love it. Anyways, the point is they named Jack Allison, uh, Jack Sparrow. Uh, No, Captain Jack. That was the name, Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Captain Jack's in the mix. Trey Lowe. Can Trey Lowe Pat White? I don't know. He looks like he's buried on the depth chart, but he can move and he can throw. So this is what's coming upon us. Here we are, August 31st, coming upon us. Practices just started again. And here we have Chris Hall from W Nation who watched and witnessed it all. What's good, man?
2: All good. Everything's good. It's football season. you got to love this time of year. you got preseason football. I know a lot of people don't like NFL preseason football, but it's football. And the other good thing is ESPN has been playing those classic games on ESPN Classic, ESPNU. So you're starting to get all all kinds of different football going uh, just to get you hyped up for the season. But it's here. It's finally here. You can feel it in the air, and it's fun. I think this year, this coaching staff, everything is just kind of building up to have a fun year.
1: Bro, real talk. I watched that complete and entire Hall of Fame game. Never in my life have I watched a complete Hall of Fame game. I was so amped up for football this year, I watched every single snap
2: it's it, honestly the first couple like the first two games like the first two weeks i should say not the first two games the first two weeks that's when you see a lot of effort in those preseason games because those guys are trying to make a roster it may not look pretty because they're just learning the system but that's when you see the maximum effort i, I enjoy it because when you get to see these guys uh, putting their heart on the field trying to make a roster i i actually enjoy those games it's better than the last preseason week when they're just kind of doing walkthroughs
1: hey let's talk will greer man I'm sorry. I'm switching up. I know we're supposed to be talking about, you know, how we look, but real quick, Will Greer, I saw come across a ticker that Cam Newton and Keekley from the linebacker from uh, Carolina and, and the starting quarterback from Carolina will not be playing the preseason or the first preseason game for whatever reasons, um, you know, they don't need to play all them games, so they're not playing. But what does that mean? Does it mean Will Greer, Thursday night, tomorrow night, we're going to be able to watch Will Greer play an entire game?
2: I don't know if he'll play the entire game, but he'll definitely get to start and everything. I mean, everything you're seeing from Carolina – He's looking good. He's getting getting it quick. Shouldn't come as surprise to anybody. I think anything anything surprising with Will Greer is how far he fell down the draft board. Um, he's going to light it up, and if whether whether or not Carolina keeps him, you know, Cam's getting up there. He's not old uh, per se, but his body d- definitely takes a beating. He's going to have some opportunities, and the way everybody's talking around Carolina. The, around the Carolina Panther camp as uh, he's looking good he's making plays uh you know he, you know he grew up around football he understands the game sure. so it's not it's not surprising that he's but, picking up things quick he's not going to go out and just ball out he's it's still going to be a learning curve for him but you're seeing some of the highlights he's making and I think that's exciting uh for you know just you watched a kid for the last 2 years play at West Virginia I think it's exciting that he's getting the opportunity and again if if Cam gets hurt you could see him pop in there and maybe have a big game uh, in the regular season. But got to start somewhere.
1: I actually saw a, a, a tweet you posted, his his play of the day. That pass was amazing. On the sideline, in between the defensive back, um, Will Greer hit the receiver perfectly in, in the Carolina Panther camp. It was awesome. But the truth is, you say it's not surprising. I love Will Greer. I love the way he handles himself, the way he presents himself the family man that he is, and who he was at West Virginia. Um, as I kept looking at him more and more through his year, his his uh, last year at West Virginia, I did start questioning his arm strength because that's what people were talking about. So when you say there's no question, we as Mountaineer fans know what he can do. We do know what he can do. He can throw a nice ball, especially a deep ball. But to see him doing it consistently at, in Carolina... Um, I don't know. I guess that's the thing I'm trying to say, Chris. Like, real talk. I don't really know what to expect from Will. I know he's polished. I know he knows about football because his dad was a coach. And, you know, he's very, you know, he keeps himself immersed in in, in that kind of stuff. Um, He tries to focus. Like, I feel like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm still trying to decide, is he a starting quarterback or is he Geno? And I love Geno Smith, but Geno Smith is a um, journeyman backup Which is great. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not talking down about that. Like, being a journeyman, like, being in the NFL period for years and years and years is a big deal. But I'm trying to decide, is Will Greer a journeyman backup or can he be a legitimate starter? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I, that's really that's the big question with Will. Can he be the starter? I mean, that's what the Carolina Panthers are trying to figure out now. Um, I think he can be. Uh, I think he landed in a good situation where it's a good team, and he's not going to lose confidence early on. Where Gino took a beating uh, playing with the Jets. It was a you know so dysfunctional back in the organization. Day, if you
1: went to the Jets or the Browns. It set you, no, no. It it, it, crippled it set, you set you back. Career. No, Absolutely. it didn't set you back. It crippled it. It was over.
2: It was- <laughs> Right, no absolutely, talent. so at least he's in a good organization not every he's nothing's on his shoulders. he can learn from cam I Newton like yeah. um, t- totally different two style play players, but cam can definitely throw the ball, he understands the offense, so I think he's in a good situation to set him up for the future. I don't think anybody thought he was going to be uh, one of those guys is going to come in right away and lead a franchise. I, he wasn't that type of player. He wasn't there yet, but I think he has the opportunity, uh, just kind of see what happens. You know, one bad hit where you start to lose confidence or anything like that. You take a blind side hit, uh, and you start to lose confidence. I don't think wills like that, but it's a totally different game. It's much faster. Uh, it looks like he's catching up, uh, to the speed, but, uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I'm not going to make that prediction. Cause I really don't know either. He might just be a backup guy. Uh, but maybe he will end up being a starter. But no, uh, no, that's it's, it's, it's a tough and one.
1: by the way, you're not losing anything saying you don't know. Look, I'm talking to yeah. all these experts, NFL experts. These people spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to scout people and come up with analysis. And you know what? They fail. Tim Couch, number one pick overall. You know what happened to him? Garbage. Um, probably because. But to that the, was Browns. <laughs> it's probably because he went to the Browns. But my point is... You say you don't know. Nobody knows. All these so-called experts are just talking out the neck. They say what they think, but it's 50-50. It's a coin flip. You don't know. Nobody knows. Who knew Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady? And then on the flip side, who knew Jamarcus Russell was going to be Jamarcus Russell? Right. You know? You're like Nobody knows. But what we do like about Will Greer is we know he's a hard worker and he's a focused young man. So hopefully things go well with him big ups to him in Carolina, but let's get to the guys who are here. Austin Kendall Trey low green, um, Jack Allison. So you were at practice. We we're five days deep. That's right. We're five days deep. What is your takeaway? Who's your biggest players? Um, let's start with the quarterbacks, man. what did you see from the quarterback position that may have changed from the spring?
2: Accuracy timing. Those are the two big ones. Um, it's, it's like night and day. And I say that, uh, they're not where they need to be yet. Obviously they're not there yet. Uh, but anybody that watched this, the, the golden blue scrimmage last year, the annual, the game, uh, scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. Um, there wasn't a lot of optimism around that quarterback position i mean it looked really bad uh you got to be blunt about it and just kind of look at it and say that was bad that was really bad missing open receivers the throws were behind them on crossing routes just nothing was on it it just looked awful um man day two uh it was open to everybody on fan day uh you, you watched the quarterbacks uh running seven on seven drills and the timing was there uh I like better, that. better accuracy and tighter windows on the out patterns over the middle. The deep ball, the timing was there because that was one of the biggest concerns in spring. They were throwing the ball deep for just jump balls, and that may have been scripted. When you kind of think about how Neil has as Neil Brown has approached a lot of what he's done in his program uh, thus far, most of what he does is scripted. There's nothing that he doesn't do that he doesn't have a plan for, and a lot of that they want receivers to be able to learn how to get 50-50 balls, and that. May have been why he was doing that, and that's why a lot of those may have been underthrown. But now when you're watching him throw these deep balls, uh, the right over the shoulder, right on the money. I put out a tweet the other day. It's kind of from afar. Uh, Jack Allison, uh, Alex Sinkfield, and the ball was dropped in over his shoulder. Oh, that's man. not which – I saw, that, no, hold up, I saw
1: that play. That play was so pretty. So pretty.
2: And you didn't see that. In the spring, so you're seeing, you saw a big step forward uh, from these quarterbacks. Uh, Is it consistent enough? Absolutely not. Um, They just went in pads yesterday. Um, Sean Reagan, the quarterback's coach, uh, Regan, I may have totally butchered his name there, but... um, he was talking. They they may have took a step back. Of course, he said he had to watch the tape first. He wasn't sure. He just felt like they took a step back. Being in full pads, going on eleven on eleven, and that's kind of understandable. When it's seven on seven, there's no offensive lineman up there. There's no one in your face. You may kind of take a step back. You got to get kind of used to that vision again. So. Once he watches the table we'll kind of find out when once he dissects it they did put them in odd situations it was the toughest practice of the year where they did a lot of third third and long situations from behind the chains they they put the pressure on them in that sense so it was just situations so it, it's different it's not trying to put a drive together so we're not there yet but it just seems like they've hit the ground running this year jared dagie um yeah,
1: that's what i want to ask about i mean like what about what about the receivers what about the receivers what about the offensive line like these specific cores give us a little bit of what you saw when you were in practice i mean re- in practice
2: the receivers look good um they are, we know they're young they're very talented uh they look good they still have to work on some things from who's
1: very, who's very talented
2: Sean Ryan jumps out. We just don't know if he's available yet. Um, his eligibility still up in the air. The the transfer from Temple. Uh, he looked phenomenal. Couple one handed catches. Catches you know, everything he, that's around.
1: He he looked fast.
2: He he looked he looked pretty fast. Uh, I I really liked his route running. His separation. Uh, that, that's that what I like. Question.
1: Is is it the speed? Is it route running? Is it just good hands? What was it about the Temple transfer?
2: hands mainly the hands i like his route running he's very crisp uh he does have some speed and you just kind of look around we know what tj simmons is he's got speed he's got the hands and that's kind of like you just look at some of these young guys they're still learning it was a lot of that's day two you know that's that's the most we got to watch like the seven on seven was that day two and those young guys are still getting their feet wet still not in that big time situation but they still need to work on route running a little bit. Um, they're not there yet, but you definitely see the speed. You definitely see good hands. Uh, that's not a question. Uh, just got to shore some things up on the line scrimmage. When they're coming off the line, uh, just fighting for that, fighting for position there right off the line, they'll have to work on that. And, of course, the DBs that they're going up with, uh, up against, are veterans. They know how to work it. So kind of iron-sharpened iron there. Uh, oh, they'll, get, they'll, they'll get They'll They'll get. better. What about the O-line? Uh, those, the
1: O-line what, what did the O-line look like? That you We have— the past past few years that's one of the things, like, we could start out making a hole and there's feel, it feels like we lose juice. So what did the O-line look like in spring? I mean, in, in summer or whatever. We're not we're
2: not, we're, not there yet. Uh, we are not there yet because we haven't seen them hit. Uh, they just went full pad yesterday. We didn't get to watch that uh, portion of it, so they have no idea. Every every indication is that they're good. I think everybody wants to see um, them be able to make that push in you know, third and short, fourth and short situations. We don't know anything on that yet. Still so early. They just... Just put the pads on, just now beginning to actually hit, go 11 on 11. So don't know t- yet, but everything we hear is good.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, man, I like that Michael Brown kid, man. That smile, that energy, you can feel it. You know what I mean? There's
2: charisma. Great kid. The, Absolutely great it's,
1: kid. It's charisma. And then and then Big Man hold it down in musical chairs. Big Man making it to the final against Tevin Bush in musical chairs. Now, I think they robbed him in the end. They gave it to Tevin Bush. If you haven't seen the video, go look up the video. Musical Chairs, West Virginia, uh, but but uh, Michael Brown, man, I, I like that kid, and he looks like he has good feet, obviously because he came in second with Musical Chairs. Some could argue first, um, but yeah, the the offensive line overall, that that is one of the main concerns. It looks like we have ball players, but you know, like you always say, like not you always say, I always say we don't know till September. So like so for me. We're gonna we're gonna get to the defense. I'm gonna ask you a question about the defense, and what the, actually we'll, we'll ask it now. So basketball and football are so much dif- different. Bob Huggins and West Virginia basketball, excuse me, stress Virginia plays suffocating defense and can't put mm, uh, seems to sometimes. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to sugarcoat it. Seems to sometimes have problems putting the ball in the hoop, but defense is the strength. In West Virginia football, at least last year, it seemed like offense is what excelled for the most part. And defense struggled a little bit for whatever reasons. I know we had injuries, but they're exactly opposite of each other. So now we're sitting here talking about Jack Allison and Austin Kendall and all these quarterbacks and these running backs, but offense hasn't really been our problem the last few years. The problem is, well, consistency, but defense hasn't been where we needed it to be. So what did you think about our defense?
2: defense look good um I, you know we're, we've only seen seven on seven we haven't again haven't seen that full pads but i think the way Koning has it um it's just going to be such a night and day i mean we haven't had a top 50 defense in morgantown in forever i mean it's been a long time since there's been a top 50 defense in morgantown i think coning can get him there um I, they're still undersized for what he wants on defense but I think they're going to surprise some people. Yes, you lost some key talent uh, around that and defense, that, and, but and, I think and, they'll and, and surprise Hold up, people. and
1: that's that's a point I want to bring out. We lost a couple safeties, um, but,
2: but but with there. that, George, Josh, Nor- Josh Norwood got moved to safety, and it might be. I mean, this kid is the, even Vic Coney called him a dog. So <laughs> uh, that, that that says something. If Vic Coning's saying something like that, and, and that kid's and that, a baller.
1: And and that's where I wanted to go. We had these transfers. Everybody was freaking out. Transfers, big losses, all Big 12 kids going other places. But how did this secondary look?
2: Secondary looks good. I mean, I think that's going to be one of their strengths. Now, the problem with safety is they don't really have enough bodies, not enough experience. But I think with his coaching and the way his philosophy is, where everybody's kind of covered, uh, they did kind of funnel everything in the running game. They don't let anything over the top. And you got Norwood back there. I think they'll be all right. They're not going to be. You know, you're not going to replace an all an all conference player like Kenny Robinson. Dariq Pitts had so much experience. You're not going to replace that. But I think with the group that he has, that he's going to utilize. Their their best strengths in certain situations that it's good. They're going to be fine. It's not I don't, I don't know if the, they're going to be the kind of caliber you're going to have with Kenny Robinson back there, but I think they're going to be able to get the job done. Uh, it's still that's definitely still a work in progress, but I think when you have someone like Norwood, who man, he just he hounds everybody. He hounds everybody, uh, and, and he's back there to help the corners and get everybody into place. I think that right now is an underrated uh, player for what he's going to be able to do. I think that's someone to watch out for in this defense. I expect him to have a really big year. I don't know if it's going to be Robinson type year, but I think he's. Going going to be one of those underappreciated players in this defense and i would not be surprised if he puts up some big numbers this year
1: Hey, that's what's up we like hearing that but here's the truth and this is the last question we're gonna get you out of here uh we appreciate you so much for coming on here man and and giving us some of your time and giving us some of the inside of what you've seen uh through these first few practices but how long have you covered you know west virginia football like this time Uh, of year
2: uh, it's be year three, I believe. Year three, okay. year three, year three or
1: four. Okay, you've been here three years. How the the past two years? How many times of what you've seen in the spring, been pretty accurate about what you were going to see during the
2: season. Well, we didn't get to spring game last year, now did we? know, <laughs> <laughs> <And> uh, <you're- laughs> <Yeah>, I <laughs> forgot about that. I- I'll tell you this: um, the w fr- under Dana, the first one we did. Um, I saw, you obviously saw a lot of Will Greer, David Sills. And that was my first, my first instinct was, and I told everybody that's, that's the combo right there. That that's the combo. That's what you're going to see a lot of. And people called me crazy. Sills didn't play wide receiver. I'm like, well, he's out there and he's making plays. Will seems to love him. Those two are going to be a great combination. And of course, 2017, they were a great combination. And last year, they were a great combination. Um, I don't know what to take from spring this year because we haven't seen Neil Brown. I don't know. And I think most of what he did was just fundamentals and it was all go- geared uh, towards how they play. So, and they put their base in. And I think uh, the way I've been describing it lately, because what I'm seeing now is totally different it was like boot camp for football we're going to drill you guys to death until your muscle memory is what we want it to be wow. and they've hit and they've hit the ground running in fall camp um yes they're still doing fundamentals but it is night and day now in the spring uh they had to get on those guys at the drills the, the you know the warm up drills the first 30 minutes they didn't do something right they had to yell at them Immediately, if a player doesn't know, he knows if he hasn't done something right. and He immediately stops and starts over. Um, it, it's it's much more crisp. Um, they have a lot more fun. They're having a lot more fun, and it, you just you just feel that. You know, you've heard Neil Brown say, "I don't know what we have yet, but we're going to be great. We at some point we're going to be great." And you're seeing the players believe it. They're enjoying it, and
1: so has this few, kinda... so has this first few days of practice. Change your outlook on West Virginia season?
2: Not necessarily. I've kind of said the whole time um, they're going to be more competitive. I don't think you, you know, in his first year, it's tough to tell. But I don't think you're going to have a total collapse like the Iowa State last year, or a second half collapse uh, against Oklahoma State. Um, there's more attention to detail, especially in practice, and that's going to translate over to the over to Saturdays. So I think you're going to see a competitive nature. Um, I'll say it here as well. Uh, if Dana was here, I, I would honestly say that we would be lucky if we got bowl eligible. Very lucky. Um, I think those those couple games where you lost in the final moments for certain reasons. Aren't going to happen under this Brown staff. So uh, I would just expect more competitiveness. Um, you got to kind of look around the league. At that you know look around the league, everyone's kind of rebuilding. You don't know what they have. Texas. I have Texas Tech last in the Big 12. Well, they could come out just balling and finish third, second, or third. You just don't really know because we don't know what anybody is. But I just, I think you're going to see a more competitive team, uh, the more team aspect, and maybe find ways to win there towards the end a couple more times.
1: Hey, man, we really, we appreciate your analysis. You were there. You watched it. You stayed for the whole thing. That's a big shout out to you being able to watch, take it in, and, and see what West Virginia is. We're excited for the year, but we really appreciate you coming on, Chris, man.
2: Love coming on, man, anytime. Absolutely love it. And, we, and I can't wait to hear Brandon. Can't wait to hear what Brandon says. There's a lot of optimism from him. And that's, nah, rare. Man. that's rare for Brandon to be that optimistic preseason. Just,
1: that's what I told him. I told him. I told him that exact same thing. I was like, look, I was like, I don't know. I feel like the sports gods, which I don't really believe in. Why do I have to say that every time? Uh, Maybe gassing you up because they know that you're going to try to be damned because of what happened last year in West Virginia basketball. So now they're trying to gas you up. I was like, so how much is this just excitement compared to last year? And how much is this real? Well, everybody stay tuned. B-Fiends will give you his thoughts. me, Coming to you live and direct from the city of Madrid
3: in the country of Spain on the continent of Europe. It's your boy Brandon Phoenix, aka I Also Hate Pitt. We just got out of the scrimmage with the Madrid All-Stars where West Virginia won 97 to 66, I believe. Uh, it was a 100% whipping. Early on, the game stayed relatively close, within 10 to 12 points, but the Mountaineers wore them down. Without question, Miles McBride was the most athletic dude on the court. You can see the real difference in Emmett Matthews. He put on weight and increased his athleticism. Derek Culver looked more polished. Man, they look good. I gotta be honest, they look good. And that was with no Swedeway. So it's very exciting times right now for the Mountaineers. I will tell you that an anonymous coach told me with the addition of Swedeway, this team can be special. And so that's what we're looking forward to. And uh, yeah, so much hospitality here. Even found some Mountaineer fans. We found some Mountaineer fans who were exchange students who've come back to this country. Uh, and they came out to support the Mountaineers. My boy, Mike Herrera, he's actually letting me use his phone right now. Shout out to Mike, he's pushing the stroller. <laughs> making new Mountaineer fans as we go. Making memories as we go. But just listen, guys. I'm going to write an article. We're going to put it out. It should be out at the latest tomorrow morning. Talking about West Virginia basketball. What to look forward to. What they look like tonight as they head on their way to Valencia. RVK International, for sure, Russell Taylor. But, uh, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I'm trying to keep up, walk, and talk, and not get lost. My Spanish is not good enough to be lost, trust me. So, anyway, that's it. So, make sure you check out the article, raspyvoicekids.net, and I'll get at you. Peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.